0: This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you how to do the business of being a safety consultant. This one is actually going to be a podcast slash broadcast. doing here is this week which is the week of february 3rd i believe or somewhere around that early february 2022 uh the fifth i believe it is i uh just have no clue, (laughs) but what I did do is I presented, and I'm going to check my phone. Those of you that are on safetyconsultant.tv, you'll be able to see me on this one uh, as I'm checking. Uh, Those of you that are listening to me on the podcast, you don't get to see anything because you're not on (laughs) safetyconsultant.tv. That's safetyconsultant.tv. That's how you get to it. So I'm going to be broadcasting this presentation that I did for the ASSP today, which is February the 4th, Friday. So I was thinking, man, that's good stuff. I got to make sure my audience gets this and that's you guys. So I decided to just do a broadcast and a podcast together. So you guys are getting a little bit of both. So what you do is listen to it now if you're on a podcast. And then when you get home, go to safetyconsultant.tv, put in code ASSP, this is the code I did for them for this event, and that's gonna give you 30 days free and you're going to be able to see this broadcast and many other things, and I have a portion of this where I give you my proposal and you can download the proposal there. So the topic that I did this week for the ASSP is their consulting practice. And it was called the art of a proposal, understanding the value and understanding the value of repeat customers. So that is what I did today. And, um, it was really good. A good reception. I was, I was happy that, uh, that a lot of people seemed to like it. I got some good, uh, feedback from it. Some people, uh, just connected with me on uh, LinkedIn right after, so yeah, it, it went well. So of course, you guys who are listening to the podcast, you're not seeing the current slide, who is Sheldon, which is my current slide that tells you a little bit about myself, uh, tells you that I'm a Master of Public Administration, that's my degree. M is the Certification Certificate for Occupational Safety Managers. Costs Certificate for Occupational Safety Specialist. Uh, I am an instructor for those two programs, as well as the author of Seven Steps of Starting a Profitable Safety Consulting Business, SME for many companies in either reviewing their safety and health program or writing new ones for online, uh, Red Vector, 360 Training, SAP Litmos, HSI, and many more. Executive Director of Niosti which is, stands for National Environmental and Occupational Safety Training, Inc. Co-founder and co-owner of Shellbro Safety with my buddy Yarbrough, Kevin Yarbrough, who is one of the episodes, if you have not listened to him, you need to go back and listen to the Kevin Yarbrough episode, he's awesome, ex-OSHA, about two years ago. And past president of ASSP South Florida chapter and a founder of Safety Consultant TV. So safetyconsultant.tv, you want to make sure you guys get a chance to do that. Put in code ASSP for a free month. So that's what's the slide right there that you guys are not seeing on the broadcast, but you at Safety Consultant TV seeing the rebroadcast of this one, you're actually seeing this. So I'm going to keep going. Uh, What this presentation was for is to help people not only find potential clients, but then how are you gonna conduct that meeting? Analyze different components of the proposal, including how are you going to pick that price. Then we're also gonna establish the mindset for pricing through the, the a few different ways. The different things that I've I've picked up along the way that I'm gonna show you guys. And then We're going to explain all three of those stages that will be considered client relations stages. So that's uh, what we're going to go through today. So we'll start with finding clients. So there's many ways to find some clients. And right now I'm going to give you a couple of these ways. Let's do more than a couple, let's give you at least three, right? That's what I said, three ways. So number one is your circle of influence that circle could be anything could be your church could be uh youth groups where uh you're taking your kids there and you have to hang out anyway with other parents or uh maybe it is uh basketball or something similar i'm saying basketball because that was my life back then when my kids were going through school It was basketball volleyball uh swim at one point so at that time you and some other parents get to talk you get to know a little bit about them uh, if there is an opportunity as you're listening and you're hearing things and uh, it might touch on a specialty or it might touch on something that you do, uh, chime in. That's it's okay. You know, politely get yourself in there. Hey, over, sorry, overheard you saying something. Uh, you you know, and uh, there, do your brief introduction. But those are people that are already going to be there. They'll see you each week. They know you, you probably have some sort of acquaintance relationship with them already. So it's going to be a little easier for you to be outside of your comfort zone talking to those type people because they're in your circle of influence. You're seeing them every day in some way. Another thing could be truly with school functions. You might want to get a business card size ad in uh, some things that your child may be doing. So you're supporting the event that is happening that your child is, is in, and you're also promoting the business at the same time. So it's a win-win in those situations. So that could be another way for you to have that circle of influence work for you, for your business. If you're going to do that, I will suggest using things like QR codes so people could just scan uh, on the phone and be able to find either your website or your. you could use a QR code for emails and contacts and everything else, even your LinkedIn page. Uh, That might be a good way to keep that person uh, where they could get connected to you. What will be even better is if you could uh, do something like that and get them on an email list so now you can narrate the conversation a little bit more, but that's good. Way number two for flying a client, and again, we're talking about three ways to find a client that will lead you towards this art of proposal, uh, is going to be through associations and uh, colleges. I've talked about this before in some previous episodes, so if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please go ahead and subscribe right now wherever you're listening to me unless you're driving because we always have a rule if you're driving uh, you don't do anything but listen and then when you get home that's when you're going to go ahead and uh, subscribe to the podcast and be able to go back and start listening to some of the other uh, full detailed podcast episodes that i've done on some of the things that i'm mentioning here just briefly but when you're going to talk to an association or you talk to a college You want to go to the professional development department or the person who's responsible for CEU training, continuing education units. You may call it CE continuing education or some other name in your country. The idea is professionals will need to keep getting more information to maintain their certifications. And that is going to be proved or proven through continuing education units or an equivalent. So get your training to be approved for CEUs or use the association and the colleges and tell them here, this is the curriculum, this is what I'm gonna be training, this is the time. Uh, Can you get this on your schedule for approving a CEUs and use leverage them for that as well. So we got two, circle of influence, college and associations and then the third will be some worker specific association groups or you could extend that out to uh, if you are one of the people that go to your local uh, chamber of commerce that has meetings monthly or something similar to that networking meeting groups Uh, then at that point you could go ahead and offer a free seminar if you are OSHA or the equivalent of OSHA authorized instructor where you can do the 10 and 30 hour classes. Uh, At that point, here's an additional way for you to uh, get yourself into a worker uh, association. Just tell them you can offer these classes, uh, do it at cost for them or do it at a very low price It's a value added service for their network. And that's the key. You want to get to their network. So when you have them at that free seminar, you have them at those classes, deliver the material first, but then also have at least uh, your flyers out or something. If someone wants to hang out and talk with you afterwards, that's a great idea. And then at that point, you can exchange numbers and uh, put, I've done this before, put an email list uh, together where You could say, if you want to be on my email list at the back table where I've got my flyers, go ahead and do that. But uh, the primary purpose would be to in, in any of these situations is to make sure you do the work first, do a great job and that will lead people to you. So there you go, circle of influence, associations and colleges a worker association group, and then if you become an authorized trainer for a regulatory agency, then offer that type of training, your students there will potentially be clients as well. So that's a a good way. And I gave you four things right there, finding a client. I mean, come on, I said three and I ended up giving you four? I rock. All right, had to throw in the applause there. So next, what we're gonna do? We'll get uh, keep going on uh, the same vein. So let's say now you've got the meeting, right? So you're there. Active listening is where is gonna is gonna be the phrase we'll we'll have right now. You want to have the active, active listening skills take over, and what you really want to do is hear the true need of this client. What are they looking for? What's a value added system or service that they need? And if that fits your expertise, all right, let's talk about that a little bit more. Get some clarity of what the need would be. You might end up having to lead that person through some things such as, um, I remember one time I had a, a company asking for job safety analysis per job description. And that's just not possible because a job safety analysis is per each task, you break down the task into its essential steps. For each step, you pick a hazard. For each hazard, you choose a a hazard, some sort of hazard mitigation and or exposure mitigation. That is the JSA. So I had to actually explain that to the client, potential client at the time. And then they're like, Oh, okay. So what we need is this, and we just kind of collaborate. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a collaboration where this person who is now going to be a potential client gets excited about the project, makes it their own. And then they can start visualizing what this thing is going to look like. You're writing notes, you're uh, pitching and catching with them. And now as you guys are just starting to, Uh, visualize and see what this program and process will be, then you go into the next stage. You're thinking about your timeline. You're thinking about your budget. You're thinking about everything else that is going to make this successful, but you're still really listening into that client and getting that true need that they have so that you're going to be able to uh, come back and, and win this thing. The next thing I'll talk about, and I'm going kind of fast. The reason why is I want to make sure that you guys are going to get all the information you need, I'm not going to give you any fluff on this one. We're just going to go straight information. And, uh, I am going to direct you again to the safety uh, TV, and you're going to be able to see this, see the presentation, and you can download the actual proposal. We'll spend some time on that one. Pricing is important. So don't do the project in hourly pricing, but you do need to know your hourly rate because at some time you might give a project price, but there's an overage in time. You want to let them know that if there is an overage in time, this is what it's going to be. Uh, Let them know ahead of time if you're getting close to that time period where the project may not be done because you need some more time and then get approval for adding that to the actual um, price of the service. Let them know that ahead of time too, in the actual proposal. So know what you actually want to make on the job as best as you can. So get a price desired. And then I suggest doubling that price, see what it looks like. It doesn't mean that you're going to come in all the way, but just, just see how comfortable you can get with that. And then again, just know your, what you want to make out of the project. Another way to help you with pricing, and this is again, just to get your mindset going, just to let you feel it out and see what your ultimate pricing will be. Find out what other services are doing and going for in your area. Uh, So there's many ways of doing that. One will be on company websites, one will be word of mouth. Uh, You could look through uh, people's profile on LinkedIn to find their, uh, their websites. And then if they do have public facing pricing, It's a good way to do it. So what you really want to do is you want to find out what is the market value going to be. Don't go rogue and, you know, do anything unethical, such as trying to steal clients from your current employer. If you're not on your own yet and try to do that now, leave that part alone. Uh, You're not taking any current clients from anyone you're working with. What you're doing is you're just going to get an idea of pricing to help you where you're not going to be way off the market value. Uh, Eventually though, you're going to set your own price and you'll be more fussy and picky and you'd be able to choose your clients that way. And it's really for project uh, awareness uh, where you now know that you've got a certain amount of projects that you got to do and uh, uh, you're not going to overbook yourself. And then also is... It's the stuff that lights you up, makes you feel good. That's the stuff you're gonna take. So in those cases, you might end up having to turn down some jobs and you're gonna have to make sure that you still have enough compensation to stay in the business. And then you're just gonna set your price and let it be. That's not right away. Okay, so that that's gonna come. So now that we talked about pricing, you got a mindset on that. We're going to talk a little bit about the proposal itself. So what you're going to do is you want to make sure that you have a very uh, good word processing system. Uh, I use the word Microsoft word, but, uh, you know, there's a few other, uh, versions of that you could use. So what you're looking for is the cover page first make sure it's you know, nice and professional cover page. Uh, make sure you get your client name on there under the project title, just so that they can see that this is for them. On the very bottom of that cover page, you're going to put your company name, address, if you need to, a phone number or contact information, that's fine. Add your designation for your safety and health uh, designation. If you do not have one, it's okay. It's not a deal breaker, but what you're going to end up having to do at the very back of your proposal is really... Make sure your bio just blows them away with the type of experience that you have in that particular field, your expertise, and that will make up for not having a designation. However, when you get a chance and you could start taking uh, some courses or whatever you need to do to get a safety and health designation or a degree, degree is always first, designation the second, then uh, go ahead and do that. Uh next thing is going to be your table of contents. So you want to make sure that TOC is uh, looking good, the numbers, number your pages. So uh, if they're looking just for the deliverables, yeah, they might just do that or the payment cost or whatever, and they want to go right to that page, you got your page numbered. And then you also have your table of contents. So you can show them where that is scrolling down. You might be able to actually literally hear me scroll, but, uh, scrolling down you're going to again, start out with your project title. Cause now you've gone through the title page, the cover page, I should say, you have gone through the table of contents. That's page two page three. Now is going to give you, uh, the title page of the project. Uh, you could use a back- background of the project or maybe background of the companies in the next spot, which will be your, your main, um, Your number one, I've got it Roman numeral one for me on my uh, proposal that I have, the template that you have available to you. So my background in here in the example is company overview, which I could get straight from the about me page on the company's website that I'm trying to become their consultant for. And then the client overview is me, so I'm going to want to give them a little brief synopsis of what I, uh, who I am and what I do. Section two is going to be the scope of work from the meeting that you had before you really started nailing down the scope of work that they wanted. So this is where you're going to put that in from your meeting notes, put that in, be as descriptive as you can help them visualize all the different steps. Uh, number three, section three, and you could say three, you could say a B or C or however you want to do it, but the section three would be more of what will the client provide out of this project? Are they gonna give you some help of uh, someone who's knowledgeable in the safety system, in the management system? So you're gonna uh, put in there that they're responsible for providing you someone that is going to help you through the project, or uh, they're gonna provide a training uh, location, uh, lunches, whatever it is. So you're going to put that in as their part Section four, you're going to put in your part. What are you providing? Give a nice detail on that one. You're going to have many uh, sub bullets under this one. So you want to tell them exactly what is the project going to be. Then after that, you're going to tell them the deliverables. So that's going to be step five, the actual things that will come out and either they're going to hold this thing in their hand or they're going to have access to something. That's your deliverables. Then you're going to do your period of service how long it takes in your mind if it takes 13 days or let's say 15 days then give yourself 30 days Uh, if it's a project that the client says they need in a certain amount of time then go ahead and use that time frame but Mm -hmm. if you're flexible with time then give yourself some extra then you're going to put in the cost make sure you're going to identify the cost per project Uh, If you do have something like training and you want to give like an equivalent to say uh, between this range is going to be the project price, anybody over that will be the per person price. And uh, that might help you. Next after that is going to tell you the payment. How do you want to receive your money, right? Uh, All up in front, uh, which will be more of a retainer. I generally do 50% retainer, 25% when I submit the primary um, draft copy, or uh, even finish a a mock OSHA audit at that time, then the 25% will be due. And then at the very last meeting, or when I hand them the final draft, not waiting for the final approval, when I hand them the final draft, uh, then that is going to be the 25% to round up the hundred percent. So 50 when they approved a contract, then another twenty-five during the first draft that you submit, and then the final 25 when you're, you know, get your final draft in and you give them to that. Some of some of your clients will not work this way. So just know ahead of time you may have some clients where you have to do all the work first and then you're gonna get paid. That's okay. Cause sometimes that's just their bureaucracy, especially if you're working with a city or a county or something similar to that, it may take you some time. So that's why you're going to have to keep doing this until you get enough business that you're not going to have to work so hard for the first client. And that's actually a topic I'll, I'll come up with later and, and show you that one. And then after that, you after your, uh, your timeline for payment. Then the next thing you're going to do is you want to give them your bio, brag on yourself, put that bio in there, Uh, first couple of sentences or to say, even the first paragraph is going to be uh, your expertise. What makes you an expert? Give them your education, tell them the years you've been in the business. And then as you're working way down, you're going to tell them about projects that uh, either you've done or projects that are coming up. And Uh, keep going with that bio. You want to make sure that you give them a proof that you've done this work for other people. And that's where you're going to tell them the list of people who have been clients before. And if you're just starting out and you don't have that list, then the next thing that you're going to want to go for is uh, you want to ask for reviews from people you've worked with before, even informally or you could even do LinkedIn review that you have on your LinkedIn, the referrals, then put those in there. Uh, that's the way to do it. If you've done a class and you ask the class to, uh, give some feedback and then put that in. Uh, so those are some of the ways that you're going to be able to, uh, be able to, uh, set yourself apart from someone else. So it's truly one of the, uh, the ways to, to get yourself, um, some clients is make that proposal look good. Uh, once you do that proposal, you're going to end up having to follow-up on that. The follow-up stage is part of the three-stage uh, client thing that I've mentioned in the beginning. Pre-stage of your, your project, meaning your, your client relationship, just when you guys are getting started, you're meeting each other, you're getting the, uh, the project worked out, that is. The pre-stage of the client or relationship during is when you're actually doing the project and you're nailing the project, you're getting this thing done, right. You're telling them uh, exactly what they wanted to hear from the proposal you laid out for them. You're doing it. You're getting this thing going. So that is going to be the during stage. But after that, it's not over because now you're gonna be uh, making sure that the client is happy with what you've done. Follow up with that, keep calling them, keep uh, sending emails uh, from time to time. Uh, that's That's the way that you're gonna keep it going. But what you're looking for, and I've mentioned this in a couple episodes in the past, is you really wanna make sure that you get that 4X relationship. So the forex relationship is going to be considered the first time that you did a project for them that's one time. you do repeat project maybe it's in next year and you do an annual training all right that's two. Or you're doing a, a mock OSHA audit or a, a mock audit for safety. And then while you're there you notice that oh man the written programs are a mess. Let's work on those. All right now you got two get referrals from them to a friend or to someone else Then you got three so you're gonna find a way for every one client to get four interactions with them it doesn't mean that it's gonna always be pay but if they know like you and know that you've done well before they're gonna want to come back it's an easier step for them to go with someone they already know someone that they've already worked with so that is the key That's what we're calling uh, the four X on that relationship. So you guys learned in this quick amount of time uh, how to find potential clients Learned in the meeting, how to get yourself going in the meeting. Uh, You also learned a lot about how to analyze the actual proposal, including the pricing mindset. And then we just went over the three stages of your client relations. So Thank you so much for being part of the episode. I know this one's a little different than before and uh, I am going to try to keep going with this uh, type of training from time to time. This one was stuck in my mind because I just finished doing it today with uh, the ASSP. Uh, so I'm, I was very appreciative for them to give me that chance and an opportunity. So that's why those of you on Safety Consultant TV, uh, you're seeing the ASSP background, because uh, I, I just kept the same PowerPoint and everything that I gave to them. So if you have not, again, subscribe to the podcast, make sure you do. And if you haven't joined the Safety Consultant TV. Go ahead, do that right now. You're gonna put in code ASSP to also be in that free month. So you get a free month free, just so you can uh, see this presentation again. you get a good feel for for the content. You can see it anywhere, basically in iTunes and YouTube and all the other stuff, even more. <laughs> stuff that I don't remember. All right, go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Brennness.